Hi there. Welcome to series three, episode two. We're looking at Ephesians chapter three. Now, I know that this podcast is a little bit early this week, but as I was starting to think it through today, I really felt that God was really wanting to do something with this podcast this week. The contents are so important. It touched my heart. And really, I pray that it will touch yours. You are so blessed. That's exactly what Paul's been saying. God's chosen you. He's forgiven you. He's given you new life. All of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit is involved in all of your life. You're so precious to him. Let that sink in. God has blessed you. You are unique and you are precious. How do we respond to those facts? How do we react? How do we make the most of what God has done, is doing and continues to do in your life and mine? You know, we can never repay him. Of course we can't. But we can thank him. We can recognise him. And we can partner with him. The work that God wants to do in people's hearts and lives today can be achieved through me and through you. To bless, to impact, to influence, to make our lives count. To bring others to him, to help others to grow and, and to be motivated and to mature and to bring glory to him. Ephesians chapter 3 speaks into this. This is how to make your life, how to make my life really count. How can we have a life of significance and impact? In Ephesians chapter 3, Paul uses three pictures to discuss this. We've seen previously that he spoke of us being a prisoner, a custodian, and today a servant. Just think back for a moment. Paul was a prisoner, and you may not be in a cell chained to a guard. But you know, the idea here is that no matter what circumstances we are in, God is there and God can use them. You're a custodian, a guardian, a steward, a manager. God has given you the gospel, the mystery of the gospel to reveal to other people how God loves and moves and changes people's lives. You are a custodian of that great message through lip and through life. And now today, you've been called... To be a servant. Oh. I wonder what you think about that, being a servant. Doesn't sound very attractive, does it? But in actual fact, to be God's servant is one of the greatest privileges, one of the most rewarding experiences, the way to make your life really count, to partner with God, to be his fellow worker. Let's pick up chapter 3 of Ephesians, verses 7 to 8. Paul says, I became a servant or a minister according to the gift of God's grace given to me 
by the effective working of his power. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given to me. In these few verses, we find three keys, three characteristics, three essentials, if you like, that help us to have a life that makes a difference, that's approved by God, a life that really counts. We all need these. And the first word is grace. The grace given to me. We're saved by grace. We continue in the Christian life by grace. We constantly live and serve and grow by grace. What is grace? There's all sorts of definitions, but here's a useful one. God's grace is God's loving favour. The flow of his love and his hand of blessing upon us. In this case, the gift of grace is important. It's something that we don't earn. It's a gift. It's given to us out of love. We need to be aware of this. We need to live in it. We need to be a channel of God's grace in our lives. Let God touch us to be the kind of person that he wants us to be and to do the things that he wants us to do. That is only achieved by grace. You see, grace softens us to others. It gives us an appetite, a thirst, a hunger for God. Grace engifts us, equips us, empowers us for service. God has a calling for you today. Your life counts. You are unique. You're special. And God wants to use you and bless you and thrill you. He wants to do amazing things that you would never even have imagined. In grace, God uses our experience and our personality. He uses our training, the yearnings of our heart, our natural abilities, and even gives us special spiritual gifts in order to make us incredible. We need grace. Receive God's grace today. And then we need God's power and working Paul says in verses uh, 7 and 8, he says, by the effectual working of his power. You see, we meet resistance. We meet obstacles and restrictions. We have battles. We have frustrations. We have limitations. We operate in a physical world, a spiritual world, and a social world. And we need God's power. We require God's power to face all of those things. We need power beyond ourselves, power that only God can give. God gives us opportunities. God gives us talents. God gives us courage. All these things require God's power in our lives. We need God's power to help us to see the opportunities that is laying before us. We need God's power to, to use our talents and to have spiritual talents too. We need his power to, to be bold and courageous. We need grace and we need power. The third thing that we need is seen in Paul's words. He says, I am the least of the saints. This is humility. Now, don't get the wrong idea. Humility is not stepping back, cowering behind the crowd. It's not some kind of self 
self-loathing. Humility is really this. It's bending the knee in faith and trust to God and saying, God, I yield my life to you. And humility is seeing yourself genuinely, having a correct view, a self-image of ourselves. Humility is seeing what God can do with us. That's what humility really is. So having grace and power and humility that helps us to serve God and have a life that really makes an impact, where does that happen? Where do I serve him? Where do I live in this grace, this power and this humility? Letting God do amazing things in our lives. Verse 8 tells us this. Paul says, To me this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles, to make all see, and to make known the manifold wisdom of God to the powers and the principalities in heavenly places. Notice the different areas where God wants to use you. And there are four. Four here anyway. The first one is, he says to me, we need to let God be God in our lives. First of all, God has to do a mighty work within us. His power and his grace need to flow through us before God can use us. God needs to do a mighty work in my life. And guess what? He needs to do a mighty work in your life too. Let God have his way. Let God's grace and power flood your life. Put aside your inhibitions and your reservations and your small ambitions and let God do something mighty in the world. But first of all, let him do it in you. And then Paul mentioned about the Gentiles. You see, Paul had a special commission, a special calling, a special heart for working with the Gentiles. That was his focus. You have special groups, special people, special areas of interest on your heart. God has placed them there. There are certain things that you have a particular affinity to, a special heart for. It might be young people, or old people, or a community. It could be a particular ministry. Let God touch your heart to minister to the people that he's calling you to. And that's not the end, because Paul now mentions something else. He says, indeed, to all. He doesn't end his ministry just with his focus group. He's ready to let God use him to reach, to bless, to have an influence for God. On anyone, anywhere, anytime. You see, if we're going to serve God, it begins with us, God touching our hearts. Then it flows out to those who, who are on our heart. Particular groups of people, particular individuals. But not just there, it flows out to everyone that we meet. And now comes the fourth one, a surprise. Paul says, I want to demonstrate God's manifold, that means multicolored, multifaceted wisdom, to the heavenlies. What you do, how you let God do incredible things in your life 
is a statement, a declaration, a proclamation of God's power and his person and his purpose to the powers and the principalities in the heavenlies. Now, we haven't got time to dig into this, although it's really interesting. But what I want you to take from this is this. What you allow God to do in your heart, in your life, with the people on your heart, and indeed in general, has a cosmic, eternal, otherworldly impact. God uses our words, our lives, our deeds, to have a genuine impact on this world. You know, I just pray that God will use these few words just to stir you, just to challenge and excite you, to let God's grace flow into you and through you and out of you, and to let his power flow into you and through you and out of you, that many, many may be blessed. You are a genuine change maker. Don't let anyone or anything stop you.